Hello, welcome to uh, episode 19 of Stick to Sports. And uh, we're, we're really getting into the part of the summer where there's like absolutely nothing to talk about. Like, you know, I guess uh, NFL season starts tomorrow and whatever, but uh, I do not care about that. Sean, do you care about that at all? Yeah, I have to care about, any, about well, NFL sure. season. Okay, fair enough. Like, on a non-professional level, like, are you, you're a Pittsburgh no. fellow? Nope. The Steelers, you couldn't? Nope. Good. All right. Don't care what, don't care what happens to them. I, like, on, on a certain level, like, it wouldn't be bad to see people I care about be happy over something like that, but, <laughs> I, like, I, I can't, I can't quite get there. I, I enjoy watching NFL football, like, as a social thing sometimes, but in terms of, like, who finishes where or which players perform? I, I couldn't. I couldn't give less of a shit about it. Any interest I have in the NFL is tied up towards like observing it, you know, as a just universe-swallowing entity, basically. Yeah, like you have to have takes, basically. Pretty much, yeah. pretty much. But in any, but any, any real opinions I have about the league have almost nothing to do with with uh, with football itself. It's about how the league's covered and how yeah. the league, you know, uh, carries itself, you know, on it's a more, it's a more social sort of sure. <laughs> level. I, 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 but yeah, uh, in terms of like on field stuff, I just couldn't, couldn't give less of a shit. And I, and I haven't for many, many years. Yeah. Uh, I, I asked you earlier if, if David Carr was still the quarterback for the Texans and you informed me that it had been about nine years since he was on the team. So that's where I'm at with it. So I feel you. But yeah, I, I like part of the NFL. It is it does fascinate me just because it's so huge, and I'm and I'm inherently interested in in huge stuff like mm-hmm. that, um, zeitgeisty sort of things. But yeah, I I uh, I don't know on a on a performance level, like it doesn't does nothing for me. Uh, yeah, I, I get that. Like, for me, really, like, what it boils down to is, um, is, like, I just want the Patriots to lose so people around here are slightly more miserable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, all this stuff with, like, Brady's not going to play all the games or whatever, the only reason I care about that is because it's making these people who yeah, are like, awful I, I had, upset. You know, by the time I, I had started getting disillusioned with the NFL, like I, I could still, I was still capable of that sort of Schadenfreude, right, uh, thing where like when I was in college, it, the Redskins were terrible, and I thought that was hilarious. And then I moved to Charlotte, <laughs> and it, it, you know, like the Redskins, and, and I loved rooting against the Ravens. And then I moved to Charlotte, and the Panthers were you know a hilarious mess for a couple different reasons, and I enjoyed that. But like I can't even I I can't even tap into that anymore, man. Yeah, I again I I couldn't name more than three players on the Patriots probably, and I would have to like think about it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I love how how little about sports you've shown. Your, like you don't know anything about baseball or football. Like we can just strike that off the list. I know I know about baseball and football. Baseball like up until two thousand. <laughs> five or so and football up until probably around the same time now that I think about it um because you know eh, maybe a little later than that because I had to uh 
you know, cover games for for like when I worked at a newspaper and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, this but, is this is just gonna end up being a hockey podcast. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, basketball. We both like basketball. That's true. And whenever true. the Olympics are. And then just random, you know, like I, I could talk. I, I know it's like played out, but I could, like the the Kaepernick situation is fascinating to me. Like I, I could easily, I, I think that's important. It's an important thing to yes, absolutely about and, and talk about. But I, for as interested as I am in that, that's how that's how little of a shit I give about. Blaine Gabbert and and Colin Kaepernick's play on the field, like it, or whatever. Like, that can't be a real person with that name. It's, yeah, it's it's the he's the 49ers starting quarterback. He's the guy. Is he the guy that delivers like the milk on Mister Rogers? That's the kind of name. Yeah, I know yeah, it. It, it. It's sporting news. We we had a thing called the Blaineometer because he was like just the definition of being a mediocre, a mediocre quarterback. So we had like a white we had a whiteboard where we would where we had bets, you know, for for how many passing yards he'd, he'd throw each year when he played for the Jaguars. 275 every week. When he played for the Jaguars, yeah. So there was all, it was like Price is Right style. Like somebody would always pick like zero. And I think that, I think they might have won because he's not very good. <laughs> but uh, he is the guy who who is, you know, on a on a football level, he's the guy that has beaten out Colin Kaepernick like somewhat deservingly. But I couldn't, again, don't care. Not interested in it. And, the only and reason I, I know who Kaepernick is is because of this whole thing. Never well, yeah. even heard of him before this. I mean, Ka- Kaepernick was was hot shit a couple years ago, and rightfully so. But you know, he's been injured and ineffective, you know, uh, on the field for the last couple years. So yeah, like like when they went when they went to the Super Bowl, did you know that they did that a few years ago? I feel like I did know that. Yeah, did they play like the Seahawks or something? Uh, they played the Ravens. Oh yeah, they're both in the NFC. That would make sense that they would not nope. have played the Seahawks. Oh yeah, I, I, I thought you were talking about uh, that you were talking about the Forty ers and the Ravens. Yeah, I, like they were, uh, y- you know, he was the main reason for that, and he was a big deal. And but you know, things change. So so now we're talking about him in a different way, and I'm thankful for that because it's a billion times more interesting. Yeah. Speaking of the Kaepernick situation, could you imagine anybody with a more boring, like unsurprising take on it than John Tortorella? I'll bench whoever sits down on the during the anthem. Yeah, like I, I think my total lack of surprise or lack of interest in in, in towards saying that, I, I feel like that's maybe informed by years and years and years of listening to him, you know, talk about hockey. Yeah, yeah just <laughs> in that. So like it does, Imagine or, a bad opinion on something. John Tortorella almost right. certainly has it. Like the only thing I think I agree with him on is like dogs are good. Yeah, that's always like the the humanizing thing that everyone goes back to with Tort. It's like, well, he's really involved with the with you know animal shelters and stuff. Yeah, exactly. No, but of course, of course, he thought that way, and and I and I feel like part of that is like is that you know as you end up excusing it, which isn't isn't my intent, but. I mean, it's the most traditionalist guy from the most traditionalist sport. Of course he's going to say that he should stand up for the flag because it represents, you know, the troops and everything everything good about the country and blah, blah. Like, of, of, cor- of course his, his take is going to be reductive on that because he's the most reductive person in the most reductive sport. Right. So I'm not, I'm not surprised and I don't have 
strong feelings about it. So it has been funny to to see people freak out over it. Yeah, I on, mean, on a larger level. I, I think I think my favorite take on it is from, you know, like unrepentant shithead uh, Patrick O'Sullivan, who's like, well. None of the players spoke out against it, and it's like, yeah, because they all play hockey. Like, wh- what are you surprised by here? Yeah, no, it's, I know it's, it's incredible. It's that a t- fundamental, and, and like, and that's the way that the discussion should sort of should sort of go. Is like, uh, is that is it a problem that you know what he said is the way that ninety nine point nine 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 of the people affiliated with the league would would respond like it's not you know it, that's a conversation worth having right but like maybe maybe pecan's pk suban would say this is God. this there is isn't bad there, or whatever but no there there's not a hockey player on the planet who would who would go against anything like that absolutely not interesting and, and i think that's an interesting way to frame the discussion not just that john tortorella is saying it is right. that this is it's to to call it the the majority view in the sport is just sells it short beyond be, beyond belief. It's one hundred percent to zero percent. Yeah, and and anybody who would ever feel that way wouldn't even come close to having to having the capital or or the or the gumption to actually follow through with it. Right, it would never happen. The only the only guy I could think of who's a maybe on this is Sean Avery. Sean Avery, like, you might get him to say that, like, not standing up for the anthem is, you know, he wouldn't even say it's something he would do. He'd just be like, I don't have a real problem with it. I was shocked. Like, I I was pleasantly surprised to see JT Brown sort of have a, he tiptoed around it on on Twitter when he was talking about Kaepernick. So he's in, that's understandable. But in terms of actually following through, in doing that, it it would never, it would never, ever, ever happen. Right. So, so I don't, I don't know. It yeah. doesn't, it doesn't interest me that much, honestly. And I, I know it turned into, it turned into a thing because ESPN's broadcasting the the World Cup and blah blah. So, of course, that snowball is going to start down the mountain. Yeah, because now they have like Stephen A. Smith out here screaming about like constitutional rights and stuff like that. And it's like, well, I mean, I don't think anybody's trying to or, like John Tortorella is not trying to perform a citizen's arrest on. Yeah, right. It's a I mean. Yeah, exactly. This isn't it's, it's it doesn't quite go to that level. I, that's that's sort of what I'm saying It's like, of course, John Tortorella is going right. to think that it's not. It's not even a mean-hearted thing. It's just the nature of the sport. And you can argue over whether it should be the nature of the sport. But, my God, even more so than than the, than the NFL, honestly. I think as far as that stuff is concerned, in terms of player conduct and, and players doing as coaches uh, tell them to do, I mean, they're way, way, way even far behind the, the NFL in terms of latitude there. So so it doesn't it does surprise me at all. Yeah, like I said, I mean... I. Of all the sports where that kind of protest would happen, eh, maybe maybe baseball, just because of how many good old boys play that. But hockey, I think, is is pretty far and away. Like I, I think in hockey, like I like I like I sort of said, I think a way to frame it is is that just co- is just players are never going to disobey a coach right. on, on that level whatsoever. So, and they're and they're not going to make waves or put themselves above the team quote unquote 
in that way ever at all. It right. will never happen as as currently constituted. Yeah, we will, never, we will never see anything a fraction uh, uh, as as uh, as loaded as as that take place. Yeah, because like let's put it this way. I think it was you know maybe a month ago Jonathan Taves goes hey you know climate change is bad and uh we should we should like try to avoid it or whatever and the you know the incredible amount of morons who tweeted at him like shut up and play hockey it's like Jesus Christ like if Jonathan Taves doesn't have the latitude to speak out on a completely non-controversial topic like that yeah right. that's incredible and it's and it's just an, it's an overwhelmingly white sport. So whenever so automatically, the, yeah, any the, co- any issue of race is going to be the, the pool of people who who are going to speak with authority to racial issues and racial injustice are is cut in, you know, th- to in a in a million pieces r- relative to, to the NFL. So Absolutely. yeah, it's a, it's a total it's a recipe for for no player ever taking any divisive stand and and the fact that torts you know preemptively kind of struck at it like it doesn't surprise me at whatsoever and i'm all and i'm not even i'm not mad about it because that's just the way it is it's the sport yeah <laughs> and i and i've accepted it yeah so with that having been said we're talking about like the most milk toast takes on you know th- this thing that of course that was like the only possible take anybody was going to have so it it's interesting to me that it is also ahead of the most milk toast like unexciting uh yeah. tournament in the hist- maybe in the history of organized sports like maybe the World Series of Baseball or whatever that remember that thing do they still yeah. do that the the World Series of Baseball yeah that that, that exists. <laughs> that's not what they call it at all <laughs> uh I actually can't remember what that's called I I'm like having a brain fart it's not it's the World Cup of Baseball World Classic? Yeah, uh, the World Baseball Classic. You got yeah. it. Yeah. Like, that I, might I hope, be the only one that's, like, worse in terms I of... Hope, I hope that there are people out there that are really geeked for the World Cup. Like, I hope... I feel sorry for those people. Like, they're... No, no, no. See, I, so I, I hope... I, I hope... I hope it's... I hope it... I hope it's gonna make people happy. It's not gonna make me happy. Sure. I've got to cover exhibition games here. Ooh, what ones are you doing? Uh, Canada, Russia, and um, there's another one that day. I can't even remember who it is. I feel like it's. I feel like it might be the U.S., but I, I don't even know. Are you, are you so you don't even get to cover like the interesting, like the one interesting thing about it is the U23 team or what? Twenty three. I honestly don't know what I don't know what the other game is. Like like I. It was something I'd completely forgotten about, and they keep pumping it up because it's going to be Crosby versus Malkin in in the one oh, exhibition. Oh, sure, in Pittsburgh um, and everything. Wow. Yeah, but let me actually. I, I got to see. I got to <laughs> see also what, what this other what this other game is. Yeah, I mean it, it's. But yeah, like I I realized that whenever I was just getting my credentialing squared away for for the next for uh for the next season. You know, they kind of did it all at once. I just went back through through my emails from from the Penguins and was like, "Oh, yeah, that's that's right. I have to do this too, or not 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 have to, but like this is this is happening. You don't not have that's to, right? Yeah. Um, this is like weirdly hard to find. Yeah. Oh, yes, I, it is. Thank God, it it is. It's it's Canada versus Russia and Team North America versus the Czech Republic. Oh man. The, I well, I mean, they're going to kick the absolute shit out of the Czech Republic, like 
I can't wait until they beat the United States team. Who, the U23s? Yeah. Are they playing them in... Because they're not playing them, like, in the tournament. They they could play them knockout round, right? I I mean, I suppose that's true, but... But then that... By by the way, I don't know if you... That presupposes that the United States would make it to the knockout round. Right. Like, there's a non-zero chance that they don't, despite the fact (laughs) that the... That the NHL has stacked it so that it's like Russia, Sweden, the U.S., and Canada in the in the semifinals. There's no quarterfinal, mm-hmm. and only, yeah, so like only the top two teams advance. So they put, I think they put the U.S. and Canada in the same group as uh, the Czech Republic and Team this is, Europe. This, this is what I'm saying. Like I don't it's even, I don't, joke. I don't even know anything about this. Like I have no, I don't know. I I, I couldn't. Like I, I looked at a listing of, of the groups, but I, I couldn't have told you like straight away that that's that that's what the breakdown was. Yeah, I knew that I knew that te- the team North America and the United States were on separate sides of the bracket, but like beyond that, like yeah, yeah, I, I, I just really hope the U, the, uh, the U twenty three team wins it all because it'd be amazing. It not only would it be like I just feel like they're the team that's gonna fucking try the hardest. Mm-hmm. Because everybody else, like, it, th- this is basically their preseason. Like, this is not a tournament anybody cares about. So. The whole, the the whole, and this is obviously, this has been said a million times in a million different ways. But, like, it's impossible for me to consume anything about this and not think, ah, this definitely means that the Olympics are gone. Done. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's, like, that, that extra little element of you know, malaise that sets in with, with this, with this kind of coming around. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I'm happy that what, what I think is, it's good about this tournament is that it's going to replace like absolutely nobody cares. Like, you know, September 17th exhibition games in Halifax. Like it's better than that. That's that's what, if that's the way you're looking at the, at the trade off, then fine. Yeah. Like, well, I, I can't remember where I heard it, but somebody was talking about, uh, like, well, you know, the NHL maybe could just use this as, like, a, a way to threaten the Olympics by saying, like, we'll have the next World Cup in season. And I was like, ooh, that would be a terrible idea because the Olympics will destroy the World Cup of Hockey in the ratings. Like, the NHL having a tournament, you know, counter to the Olympics, like, counter-programming the Olympics with a World Cup. Yeah. Uh, nobody would notice or care. Probably not. Like, nobody nobody is watching Olympic hockey like, well, this is my only hockey fix for the next two and a half weeks or whatever, so I might as well tune in. Like, hockey fans watch it because it's hockey. Olympic fans watch it because it's the Olympics. This is, this is true across the board, and it's true for FIBA basketball, and it's true for any anything like that. People like cheering for the United States. Yes. In the Olympics. Right. Not in other tournaments. That's why people don't watch, you know, uh, like in, in two years at, at the next FIBA World Championships, it's going to be basketball dorks watching watching Team USA. Yes. Because that's the way it is. It, that's, that's the prism for it. They like watching the United States in the Olympics, not the United States in in anything else. Like that's what makes it the, that's what makes it important. Yeah. And, and the idea that the NHL would like, I don't know, scare the IOC with a threat of, well, we'll just like, have our own tournament. But also, but also the, the, way, you, have fun, the way you need to idiots. think about it too is like, 
they're going to make money off this, and and they're going to make more money off of this than than, than they will off the Olympics. And right, it's a no, much absolutely. More, it's like, a much more league friendly setup. Yeah. So, but using like, it to count so they're going to be like yeah, to, like prove some sort of point is going to be ineffective at best. Right, because there's no real demonstrated post Olympic bounce like that doesn't really, that's kind of proven to not exist. So there's more than enough ammo there for the for the NHL to to say we don't need the olympics uh, and then the, the end result is like us just being bummed out that they're not going to be at the olympics but at the end of the day it's going to make the league a bunch more money so they're laughing their way to the bank yeah i don't know i just i just i just love the idea of like well they'll show the olympics no the olympics doesn't give a shit they no nor should they especially because they'll just invite a bunch of different hockey players <laughs> like you know college players or major junior or whatever yeah Without and, and still without have an Olympic hockey tournament, they're not right. going to give a shit at all. Without having to worry about you know uh, sponsor tickets and and all this all these things that uh, that that kind of factor into the Olympic negotiations, like the the Olympics would be the IOC would be happy to just cut that shit out of the out of the equation. Yeah, you're so, doing them you a know, favor, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. So. Even though the the NHL is gonna make gonna make more money regardless, good for them. But you know, there's something a little bit less tangible that's being lost here. I think, or yeah. maybe it's just for me. Like I said, maybe there's maybe there's uh, millions of people out there that are just beyond psyched about the about the uh, about the World Cup of Hockey. I think maybe in, I'm, in a week maybe or I'm two, just out of touch. I think in a week or two, the the ratings are gonna bear your theory out. I'm interested in seeing what happens with that. Yeah, they're they're going to get outdrawn by like you know poker on ESPN too. Like I don't have a doubt about that. Like this is going to be a ratings disaster for ESPN. Um, would be my guess. But see, I, I'm not. I'm not so. It's not going to be quite that ugly. But yeah. Well, right. I, I mean, I'm I'm exaggerating a little bit. But like as with the rest of the NHL, this is going to be nothing more than like a gate-driven revenue stream. Like it's not going to. They're not gonna it's going to be any... really, it's going to be super casual fans who ter- who watch the who watch the U.S. games and maybe Canada. Oh, Canada is going to care because they're going to win a gold medal. Probably. I don't mean Canada. I mean like ESPN viewers. I'm I'm talking about Americans. Oh, right, I see Canada. what you're saying. Yeah, American yeah, yeah. TV viewers who are like, oh yeah, I'll watch Canada. Right. But like t- my t- favorite my favorite player is on Sweden. So right. maybe I'll like, tune in. Yeah. I mean, not even that. Do you think? Do you think some dude in North Carolina is going to watch? can't watch sweden no there's a there's an off chance that you know they'll they'll just check it out because it's the united states or because they know that canada's good at hockey but like in terms of casual fandom nobody nobody cares yeah no absolutely not so it's just a tournament of like trying to make some extra money and that's it Mm -hmm. pretty pretty as as cynical cash grabs in the nhl go this one is pretty high on the list quite frankly up there so yeah, I, like I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna be happy. Speaking but. speaking of cynical cash grabs, by the way, have you pre-ordered your AirBuds yet or whatever the fuck the Apple headphones are called? The uh, like, you know, if they start whenever they start just including them with the iPhones, like you know the 8s or whatever, I'll, I'll use them then. But like, there is no way a pair of wireless headphones that I'm going to lose within three seconds. Can you think of anything like 
I can't think of of a way that I'd rather spend less, spend one hundred and sixty dollars less than that. Seriously, yeah. I'd rather I'd rather go gamble it all away. I'd rather I'd rather Just go, go put sit. it on black and, and walk yes, out of the casino. Yes, I would absolutely. Yeah. I would rather go. I would rather go waste one hundred sixty dollars at a roulette wheel in in twenty five minutes than than buy those. It is an utter waste of money because I'm absolutely going to lose them. And, and also, you look like a loser in them. Oh my god, you're going to look like in much the same way that Google Glass Google was a great Glass. way to yep. identify dweebs Dorks. in your life, like. That's by the way. Has anything come and gone as quickly as Google Glass? Like you never Thank see. You, I saw, ever, you saw those did ever, everywhere. Did it ever even come? Well, no. So it it definitely did because there was a period where, like, you know, you'd be on the subway and there'd always be like one sweaty uh, guy wearing them. I guess I'm trying to think of the times that I like personally that I ever actually saw them out in the wild, and it was very, very few. It was it was always on public transportation for me. Uh, I don't know how big public transportation is in Pittsburgh, so maybe. Yeah, by that, that at that point, I was in Charlotte, and so I and I was riding the bus, so not a lot of people in, you know, yeah, yeah. on the bus in Charlotte are going to be wearing Google Glass. Yeah, that, that's a that's a pretty small overlap on your Venn diagram. Um, but yeah, you would see it because you know you take the bus through or the train through like downtown crossing and over right, where like MIT is. You're you're gonna see a lot of dweebos. Uh, but yeah, no, I I don't see it at, at all anymore. So I, I feel like that came and went. This one probably has a little more staying power because it's oh, Apple it's gonna, of course and, it'll absolutely stay because everyone's gonna keep wearing, gonna keep using iPhones, right? And and we're three years away from not being able to buy any sort of corded headphones. So of course. Yeah, and the and the other thing too is like, in much the same way that I was like, a watch you have to charge every night. I who's gonna care about that? And now I see Apple watches everywhere. Like maybe maybe Apple's just smarter than we are at making money. But if you force somebody to buy, they have they still have enough cachet where they can force people to do things and right. force people to make changes. And that's that's what we're seeing here. Right. Like I do like, I do I, I am I. Do I want to use a lightning port for a headphone for my headphones? Absolutely not. I, I not even close. Is that going to make me not buy an iPhone? No. Right. Of course. Exactly. I'm going to buy one in a couple weeks because I need a new phone. Yeah. My my upgrade. What, what I like about my upgrade is that like it's every other year, so I have the you know six S right now, and yeah. and I'm going to get the seven S next summer, and I'm going to get the eight S two summers from now, and and so on and so forth. Like. Which is nice because it gives me time to like mentally get myself prepared for like, oh, now I'm going to have to get a giant phone that I don't want to get. And now yeah. I have it and like no, I, I know. I've since used like a 5S and been like, well, this is ridiculously small. Who would be, who would use this? You know what I yeah. mean? So like, like, I, in, like the choice I have to make is like, do I just want a 7 or do I want to do I want the, the sweet camera? I don't know if I can I don't know if I can handle a 7 plus. No, a 7 plus is like. It's not going to fit in your pocket. Too, exactly. It's too big. Um, so, like, yeah, I, I, I've seen the 6 Plus in the wild a few times, but anytime you look at it, again, it's just like some person it's that aggressive. You would, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you would never want to speak to for any reason. Yeah, so, so I'm two weeks away or whatever, a month away from having from having a terrific iPhone 7 with an adapter dangling from the headphone port because I 
fucking refuse. I will never, I will never buy those. I, I could maybe at some point conceivably buy like a pair of Bluetooth headphones that I would use with my phone. But I would rat like, like I said, I would rather. So like if it's a choice between $300 beats, Bluetooth. I would get, I would get beats. Okay. I would. I, I, would, think, I think I, I agree with beats. you on I that. I would like buy I, beats for three hundred dollars versus a hundred and sixty dollar earbuds or whatever. Whatever they're yeah, called, the, earbuds. The they're, not, they're not actually called earbuds. No. By the <laughs> way, somebody, that, somebody burned the, me on that Twitter. That is the football playing dog. Somebody burned me on Twitter so bad today because they asked me. What's your favorite Airbud movie? And I didn't answer. And they said, "I bet your, I bet it's Wide Retrie- Wide Retriever." LOL. And I was like, "God damn, that guy got me good." It's great. No, they, like I would rather, I would rather go to the bank and get a hundred seventy dollars out in nickels and go throw them into a fucking fountain. <laughs> yeah, oh, seriously, man. there's nothing. There's nothing I would. Ugh. It, the, the thought the thought of buying those of like picking them up and going up to those dipshits in the Apple store and having and having them run my like scan my credit card it, it makes me sick I will never do that because there's there's also no way they're any good like oh no they're earbuds, gonna sound like garbage earbuds are trash like I'd rather I'd rather buy a pair of fourteen ninety nine Bo- like bottom rung skull candy headphones from goddamn Rite Aid than than ever pay for a pair of of uh of of earbuds. Yeah. Um and the the thing for me is you know anytime the the good thing about Apple is anytime like your headphones fuck up or whatever, you can just walk into your nearest Apple store and I'm lucky that I have one kind of close to me. Yeah, like, I do. And you can just be like, uh these don't work anymore and they're like Take some new headphones. Have a good day. Like they, is no that questions. That, Does yeah. that work? Yeah. Like I, see, I don't I've even. I, I, I will out. say this. I don't. I don't break headphones. I just lose them. Yeah. Like, I just I, I've I've had a couple where like you know the left ear's gone out or whatever, and I've just gone into an Apple store like, hey, these don't work, and they're like, you know, these I are, would love these, to have no a pair. Of, I would. I would love to have a pair of headphones long enough to. For them to just wear out. I'm very good at not losing headphones. Nah, like, I, I have I have an issue. I don't lose anything else. Like like you know like it seems like people lose their keys or maybe like their credit card or whatever. I I don't I don't lose any of that stuff. But I can't I can't hold on to headphones. Yeah, I, but, I'm, so I, I have like so I have like super cheap like go to replacement ones that I that I like my my go to replacement headphones. And now I gotta now I'm gonna just start losing the the adapter plug like this sucks yeah. oh yeah Th- that this so the thing with me and like somehow i still have those headphones that like you know when apple's turned like changed to the ones that look more like i don't know alien spaceships yeah. or whatever than than yeah. the flat like i still have the flat earbud like yeah looking headphones on my yeah. da- like those, i'm looking those at are better right those are better than than the new earbuds they absolutely are they absolutely the, are. The, the new earbuds don't stay in my ear. So, so you're taking somebody who already loses headphones, like it's his job, <laughs> putting putting ones that don't have a cord. Right. Uh, I'm. I, it would. It, it. It would. Like I said, it would be like flushing money down a toilet. On a related note, are you a phone dropper? Like, do you drop your phone 
on a regular basis? Uh, kind of. Really? Because, like, that's another thing. I don't use a case on my phone, and people are like, well, what if you drop it? I'm like, I don't, I've dropped my phone twice ever. It just doesn't happen. I don't know. I, I drop it, but I, I use like a I use like a small case though. I'm not a, I'm not I'm not about to go get like an otter box or anything like that. Yeah. I just use like a super thin low pro low profile case with a screen protector, like a real cheap screen protector. Sure. Yeah, I don't. That's never been an issue for me, so I don't I don't have it. And people, and are you're always... also you're also talking to the dude who had his phone destroyed in the rain in Chicago. Right. Among other things, so I'm 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 not. I'm not gentle with phones. I've I've got a history of of, of banging them up, but sure, you know whatever. Just yeah. gotta just gotta suck it up and accept that I'm gonna waste a bunch of money on something that I don't particularly care for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, by the way, so uh, completely unrelated. You mentioned to me earlier that, like me, you watched No Country for Old Men this week. Yeah, I watched it last night on Netflix. It's I hadn't seen it in a few years. It's so good, right? Like, I don't know if, if part of it is like maybe getting older or, or, well, I don't know. I, Tommy Lee Jones, is so goddamn good. Incredible he, in that movie. He was so much better than I remembered him being, and it was like his performance was so much more affecting than I remembered it being when I watched it initially. Yeah, he was fantastic. That movie's that movie's unbelievable. Yeah, the, the, re- obviously, the re- obviously everyone knows that it's great, but like, right. you know, that is totally rewatchable and only seems more deserving of of the awards that it got. Yeah, and well, because like the reason I I kind of was thinking about it was uh, last week I was thinking about um, how bad the mid two thousands were for like quote unquote great movies in general. Yeah. Um, like, 2007's kind of a, an outlier year because you had, like, Michael Clayton, No Country for Old Men, and There Will Be Blood come out in a month and a half of, of each other or something like that. But, like, ugh, I, I looked at the uh, the Academy Award winners, like, best picture list on Wikipedia, and it's, it's rough, man. From, like, 2004 to 2009, you had Million Dollar Baby, Crash the Departed, No Country for Old Men, Slumdog Millionaire and The Hurt Locker, and it's like, ooh, oh, that is a bad. I one. don't. The Departed is very nearly a bad movie. I no, I totally agree with you. It, but I'm okay with it winning. It well, right? It 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 won over some really like you know. Uh, let's see the other the other uh, the other nominees that year were Babel, yeah. a completely forgettable, nobody yeah. remembers it film. Um, Letters from Iwo Jima, which is probably Clint Eastwood's best movie, but that's not necessarily saying a whole lot. Little Miss Sunshine, which is fine, and The Queen, which is like one good performance and an otherwise I never, I, movie. I actually, I never saw The Queen. I forget everything about Babel. I feel like I watched little. I feel like I watched Letters from Iwo Jima like on a plane or something, and I like Little Miss Sunshine a lot. I would not, would not. It's not. A best picture winner. Yeah, let's put it this way: was it if it was one of the five best movies in any given year? That's a problem. It's not a good sign. No. Uh, the year before that, Crash won, which like Crash is one of my all-time great horrible best picture winners. Yeah. Um, and it was up against four movies I actually like a lot better: Brokeback Mountain, Capote, 
Good Night and Good Luck and Munich. Munich, I think, is one of the like underrated Steel, it, Spielberg dude, movies. I'm telling you, I watched. I, so I was watching also yesterday because I was off and not feeling great. So I just lay, I just laid around and watched Netflix. I watched a chunk of the '70s that CNN documentary that's on Netflix. There's yeah. like seven episodes of it or something, and they talked about obviously the they talked about Munich, uh, the actual you know, 1972, uh, terrorist attack on the Olympics. Um, and like throughout the entire segment, I just kept drifting. Like my mind kept drifting to Munich, the movie and being like, ah, oh, man, that movie was, that was pretty, that was pretty great. I should watch that again. I, re- I, should, like, I was just thinking that like the other day, I'm like, man, I got to track down a copy of Munich. Cause it doesn't seem yeah. to be streaming anywhere. No, uh, which I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I like it that much, but well, like Hopefully. I'm not gonna necessarily pay for it, but like, what? like you're, not, you're not you're not gonna go to Best Buy and buy the Munich Blu-ray. No, but like I might rent it on iTunes or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like and then 2007, like you said, No Country, There Will Be Blood. There Michael. Will Be Blood, one of the great American films of all time, as far as certainly. I'm concerned. Certainly, Juno, which mm, doesn't great. doesn't age well, but. At the time, everybody lost their mind. At the time, everyone it. loved it because she had the hamburger phone. Uh, I I remember, I remember rolling my eyes at the hamburger phone. And in the, and in the, the kid and Michael Sarah was always always eating orange Tic Tacs. She liked the orange ones. Ooh, Isn't boy. that so fun? Oh boy! And then Atonement was the other nominee, which I still I didn't see then. I mean, it's <laughs> fine see it now, I and guess. we'll never and we'll never see. Yeah, it. It's one of those movies where it's like, ooh, they made this movie because they wanted somebody to win an Academy Award. Brooklyn. I'm never going to see Brooklyn. Well, Brooklyn has one of my favorite actors of today, Donald Gleason, at his most charming. He's, yeah, he's cool. Brendan Gleason, also cool. I don't remember him being in that. I don't know. I don't care. I don't know if he's in it or not. I I don't think he's in Brooklyn. But yes, I recently found out that Donald Gleason is Brendan Gleason's son, which I didn't know, despite my undying love. Did you find that out? Did you find that out fifteen seconds ago when I brought up Brendan Gleason? No, I found that out like a week ago, though, which is still an embarrassingly long time to go through. They don't look alike at all. They don't. They absolutely do not. But like Gleason, Irish guy, actor, I should have put the pieces together. What? Shit, I just forgot the name of uh, the movie where he plays the pre... Wait, uh, Calvary. Did mm-hmm. you see Calvary? Yeah, they're both in that. Yeah, should have set off some alarm bells for you, maybe. really should have. <laughs> but yeah. That's a, great, that's, a, that's a really good movie. I enjoyed that. Calvary? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's, uh, but... Slipped on a little bit. Boy, I, I don't know if we've talked about this. I love Donald Gleason. He's like one of my favorite actors today. <sighs> we have we haven't talked about it that much. Okay, he's he's great. He was uh, what else? I, that movie he was in with with Fastbender, where he was in the they were in the band and the fuck was the name of that? What? I don't know what movie you're talking about. Uh. Yeah, you do. It, it was Michael Fassbender wearing a mask for the entire movie. Oh, uh, Frank? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I, you're right. I, that's a movie that's I good. saw and forgot about. But <laughs> I, uh, I, think I, got it, I think I got it out of a red box, I want to say. Yeah, and I think you can stream it on Netflix and that kind of thing. Boy, Donald Gleason's <laughs> great in that movie. Wow. 
This is a Donald Gleason, Gleason uh, fan podcast now. Yeah, a- absolutely, it is. So uh, when did like when when do you think that the tide kind of turned on Best Picture nominees? I'm gonna say like 2011, maybe. Let me, let me like that's just me guessing. Let me actually look. Uh, the Descendants. Eh, you know what? Maybe 2011 wasn't great either. Like the artist won extremely loud. 2010 was I didn't like the artist. 2010 was annoying because the King Speech won, and that's just bait. But back the Black Swan should have won. Like that was incredible. That that movie was really alarmingly good. Everybody Winter's was Bone fantastic was, in it. Winter's was Bone was great. Yeah, Winter's Bone was great because of Jennifer Lawrence. Well, yeah, and Lard- John Hawks was John scary Hawks. as hell in that movie. Yeah, that that was a two performance just powerhouse mm-hmm. surprised like, you didn't think the fighter should have won in 2010 well bro. i i saw them filming it <laughs> well here's here's what i guess i would say is if you're from lowell and you go to like shitty bars in lowell which you know mm-hmm. i went to college there so of course i did uh you know dicky eckland like like dicky eckland would recognize you by mm-hmm. sight and uh, the amount of tolerance you would have for anyone even pretending to be Dickie Eklund would be non-existent because he is exhausting as a human being to like no ta- like like just from around. Yeah, and and so yes, that's, that's got to make things. The way the fighter like powered up his level of celebrity, where you know, like he's palling around with uh, Christian Bale like in real life while they were filming the movie and stuff. Ugh. Not a fan. You're not a fan. No. Not you. Not you, and not you. Not you. Not you, and not you. Not you. For <laughs> you, for me, for lol. Yeah. Did you ever see that? It's just like a. It's like a 45 minute long YouTube loop of of him saying that's. Of him just saying not you. No, I'm. Not you, not you, and not you. Not you, not you, and not you. I I saw the fighter like. Both because I like David O. Russell, obviously, and out of obligation because I saw them filming it, like, all around my hometown for, you know, four Mm. months or whatever. So I saw it, and I was like, yeah, this is a fairly accurate depiction of all that stuff, but, like, I try not to think about that movie because it's... I think it's your favorite movie. (laughs) It's not even my favorite movie filmed in In my opinion, it is your favorite movie. It's not even my favorite movie filmed in Lowell in that, like, two-year period, because the invention of lying exists, and I'm very offended. God, we have to say nice things about Ricky Gervais again. Are you offended by having to say it, mate? Does it offend you, yeah? Yeah. Does it offend you, yeah? (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah, I would say movies haven't really recovered at all, maybe. (laughs) From, like, the... I think maybe what it is is they start, like, right... Here's here's what I think happened. Slumdog Millionaire won, and it was the last year they nominated five movies because everybody was like, ooh, but that movie was unwatchable. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hate it that much. It, I walked out of that movie. Like, that was one of the first movies where I was like... Are you serious? Where you I was like... movies like they're paying you to see them, no, and but you walked I, out of Slumdog Millionaire. I walked... No, no, like, walked out after the movie ended. Oh. I've never walked out of a movie of any yeah. kind. Um, but I walked out of Slumdog Millionaire, like, as the credits were rolling, just like, I've never seen Angry. more transparent, shitty Oscar bait in my entire life. 
And then, of course, that piece of shit one. I hated that movie from the get-go where they were like, ooh, he, he's going he's to have all the answers that he knows on who wants to be a millionaire informed by life events. Like, the premise of that movie annoyed me. So thought it was clever. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, you know who it, else thought shoot. it was clever? The makers of that film. Oh, uh, Danny Boyle, thrilled with himself. Yeah, he re- and I like Danny Boyle, but so like, do I. That woo, he should be in jail for making <laughs> Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> Look, at, uh, Millionaire Benjamin Button, Frost Nixon, Milk, and the Reader. Those are just that's just five, just naked. Oh yeah, Oscar bait movies. The reader probably the most naked of all of them, quite frankly. But I don't know about that. I like Frost Nixon was kind of weird because it was almost you know it was like a play. But yeah, I mean it was good for what it was. Like it oh, had two good performances. Like I, I can't could, say that about Slumdog Millionaire. It had negative vibes. I couldn't care less about Benjamin Button. But like yeah, Frost exactly. Nixon, Milk, and the Reader, I I enjoyed to uh, to varying degrees. Yeah, well, the problem with the reader is like again really like blindly Oscar Beatty, Oscar Bait, where it's like, he's a Jew, but he's sleeping with a Nazi or whatever. Yeah. It's like, mm, yes, quite. Indeed. Who was the kid in that? Uh, Danny, whatever his name what? is. Oh, wait, no. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. It's not Danny anything. Uh, but yeah, the less said about that movie, the better. Um, yeah. And you know what? Screw it. Let's just go to questions. We got a lot of them again this week, and we're so happy that we're getting questions that are good. Um, we got we got a couple holdovers from last week here. That that there was one really good one sent uh, by Japers Rink, who's a uh, a Washington Capitals blog. <laughs> yeah, JP. Uh, What's up, man? Yep. Yeah, uh, well, he sent it from the official like blog account, so it came. It came from the entire blog. They yep, all, that's every, right. Everybody who contributes there. The commenters Black got right together. They voted on it. Um, I liked the question though. Would you rather be seven feet tall or five feet tall? And if that's easy, what height in the like going toward the middle? Like, when does it become a coin flip? I would absolutely rather be seven feet tall. Absolutely, because then you're in the NBA. Like the odds that you're in the NBA seem there's that old. Good. It's that old saying. I don't know. You know if it's true, but like seventeen percent of all American seven footers, like, end up in the NBA. So like one Something. in six. Yeah. Yeah, and and if and even even if, if that's even if that's not NBA, true, right? But even if get... you don't end up in the NBA, like you can go make two hundred grand a year playing in like Croatia. Yeah, or like just get college shitty, yeah. get college paid for. Exactly. No one gives a shit about a five foot tall person. What are you going to do? You're, you're going to not gonna get free college out of that. Shelf. If you're a, if you're a dude who's five one, there's nothing for you. Yeah, absolutely. You're done. So so if we, given that we both agree, let let's let's do what he says. Narrow it down. If you're oh, man. six six versus five six. Six six versus five. What do you mean six six versus five six? So like, would you rather be six six or five six? Would you like oh, six six? But so, but again, at what point does it become a coin flip? Do you know what I mean? No, like, 
None, because I would rather be seven feet than five feet. So if you meet in the middle, then that's just... No, but but what he's saying is, like, if you narrow it down so it's, like, 6'2 versus 5'8, 6'1 versus 5'9. 6'2, 6'1, it's all, always choose taller in, in, this, in this scenario. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. So the answer, then, is... I think, I think, I think what he means by that is, like, how tall would you have to be before you... Oh, like, farther out? Seven feet tall. <laughs> okay, let's go farther out, then. Um, I'm going to say... Wait, just, just think about that, though. If if I say that I would rather be seven feet than five feet, of course I would rather be six eleven than five one. Yeah, that's true. You're right about that. So okay, let's go farther out. How tall would you have to be before you like? You know what? I'd rather just be like a literal like dictionary definition medically diagnosed midget or uh, I have to, dwarf no. or whatever. Not not midgets. Yes, that's why I immediately corrected myself. <laughs> Because I immediately... I would, it, it would have to be like 7-4. Really? 7-4 is the cutoff for you? Once you start getting like serious health issues, it seems like that's where stuff really starts. Where like you start living sh- like shorter, appreciably shorter lives. Yeah, but even then, like you could be Andre the Giant. I don't want to... I, uh, I don't know. I don't... It, it would definitely be like 7... I would have to be like Minute Bull, like George Mirasan, like 7 foot 6. Okay, yeah, I, th- I think 7'6 is I don't want to be 5 feet tall, though. No. No, 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 no. Like, this is this is just me choosing, like, the <laughs> choosing against the likelihood of dying when you're, you know, 55 or something. Right. I don't want to do, I want to do that less than I want to be 5 feet tall, but I really don't want to be 5 feet tall. Yes. The, the ability yeah. to dunk on anybody for any portion of your life is very attractive, so... Well, and it, it, like I said, it turns over real quickly. You know, you have guys that are seven feet tall and proportional and, and skilled, but then like it, it doesn't take long after that before you, you, before they start looking strange and being <laughs> sports. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> so I'm saying like, I, I'm saying we'll go seven, five and a half. Okay. I think, I think I, I think I agree with every aspect of your logic there so uh another question from dave lozo would you rather live for a week during dinosaur times or get a check for one million dollars million dollars really yeah because i'd because i'd die and so would you mm. but wouldn't it be so interesting to be the guy who died getting eaten by a dinosaur i don't know <laughs> and it and then people just would just wonder what happened to you. Mm-hmm. It would be it would be cool until you die, right? Which again is a certainty. So I'm taking the million dollars. Fair enough. That's fair. Because um, like for it to be cool, you'd have to be. Yeah, a week is too be, long. A week is definitely too long. For it to be yeah right and what that if would it's be, a day. That would mean you'd be close to dinosaurs for a week, which means you will be eaten by a dinosaur. Right. What if, uh... You would get eaten by a triceratops, probably. Well, you I mean, you couldn't be eaten by... I mean, in theory, you could be eaten by a triceratops, but it wouldn't eat you. I'm saying a day, though. What if it's a day they, and not a week? Nah, they, they may eat you, though. We need, we need to explore this further. I mean, they like, wouldn't. They, they don't know what you are. They could think you're a plant. I bet they wouldn't think I'm a plant. 
What if you're wearing green? Mm, that that would be a problem. If you were wearing green, and you're and you're a life form that this that this beast has never seen before, yep. and you were laying on the ground trying to hide or whatever, I can imagine it eating you. Sure. It, would you eat the moon if it were made of ribs? <laughs> Answer the question, Norm. Uh, yes, I would. Okay. Was a yeah. Um, no, I, I I would take it. I would take the million dollars and not think about it. Okay. Uh, For any amount of time. Any amount a of day, time. A day, ten minutes, a week. I'm taking the million dollars. Yes. Wow. That's wild to me. I want to know what amount of time would stop you from taking a, mil- a million dollars to go frolic with dinosaurs. Well, I, I do think a week is too long. Like, you know what? More than 24 hours seems like you're really pushing your luck in terms of being eaten. Not necessarily by a Tyrannosaurus. You're going to hear a Tyrannosaurus coming, but like a Velociraptor or something like that where they, where it's just going to sneak up on you and rip your guts out in three seconds. So, and you're so like, oh, for, no. let's say, 12 hours... Yeah, send me back in time. In in around dinosaurs, you would turn down a million dollars. Yep. Whew. That is really something. Because okay. I'm going to say this. Like, re- the return on that time investment, where I went back in dinosaur times, and here's what I saw. Just on, on a speaking tour, I could make more than a million dollars. No problem. No one would ever believe you. Oh, this is this is a, like, not provable, can't bring a phone kind of a thing. Uh, well, I guess that's not really fleshed out. No further questions. Um, I mean, I it, oh boys, yeah. But if it were just like if it if your earning power were capped, and you you could not make money off of this, I, it there's no amount of time that I would that I would choose. I'm all about the money, Ryan. It's it's wor- twelve hours among living dinosaurs would be worth a million dollars to me. You're, you're high. I'm not. What's the next one? <laughs> um, it, let's see here. Let me let me flip through. Um, okay, you have the ability to fly. <laughs> this is a good question from the butt gardener <laughs> at friggin underscore dingus. <laughs> You have the ability to fly, but every time you do, you also shit your pants <laughs> the second you land. <laughs> I did, I was hoping it was going to be the second you take off, because that'll make it real easy. So, how often would you fly, or would you at all? I'd fly all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I would, like, for a trip or something, like, just throw on some... Throw on some diapies, dude. Hey, I get it. I'm gonna say this: some uh, some shorts. You, can... <laughs> you know what I would do? I I wouldn't even try to hide it. I'd be real <laughs> open about it because that because even if he, like being the dude who could fly would outweigh. You're like, yo, I just I just flew across the country. <laughs> uh, I I gotta clean this shit out of my pants. I'll be right. I, I gotta just jump in the shower. I'll be right back. I'm gonna say this. Shorts you can remove easily, and you go for a water landing. That's it. No cleanup. <laughs> no, just like I don't know, man. I, I like I said, I, I probably. Str- I mean, because like you could wear like a flight suit or something. I feel like that would help contain things. 
you know, you could go, you could guard against covering the rest of your body and shit. Is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. No, I, look, I understand, but I but I don't know. You know, I don't think I I think that would barely affect the amount. That <laughs> You know what? I wouldn't. Let me put it this way: I wouldn't like fly to the store. Right, right. <laughs> like I don't want to be walking around Stop and Shop with a, with a full diaper. Yeah, no, I, I would. I wouldn't but, want like, that. It, fly to New York City or whatever. Like, let, let, no, okay, the cutoff. Doesn't, the cutoff doesn't even, doesn't even need to be that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'd fly to like. I'd fly to like. Like, when I have to cover Steelers games, I fly to Heinz Field and just shit my pants and, and get rid of it. Also, I, I think I found a loophole in this. Fly. Like, don't don't get off the ground and fly right into the bathroom. No, but see, like, you... Wait, what? Like, don't don't touch the ground when you reach your destination. Fly right into the bathroom. Oh, yeah. That's nah. a good loophole, in my opinion. I'll just shit my pants. It's fine. <laughs> Fair. Like, dude, seriously, if you just, like, if you flew in a diaper, or mm-hmm. depends, or or what have you, <laughs> and you just, like, you would you would carry, like, a like a backpack or whatever, <laughs> just put your, put your clothes, put your underwear and your normal pants in there, mm-hmm. and, like, some, some wet ones or some, uh, you know, some some baby wipes. Sure. Hey, I have no I have no problem with this. Like like I said, I wouldn't I wouldn't fly to I wouldn't fly to uh, I wouldn't wouldn't go to the store. But yeah, if it were like a half hour trip, like yeah, totally. Yeah, poop a little bit, clean <laughs> yourself up. Don't have to worry about traffic. You got to fly. I'm all in. Thank you, friggin' dingus. <laughs> um, here's a good one from Drake. Uh, Drake. Yep. Drizzy just sent one in. Hey. Jake. Uh, Jake sent one in, and he asks, Would you rather be part of the first colony on the moon or the first manned mission to another planet like Mars? Moon. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? Because you're not... You can leave the moon. Mm. You don't think it, this is a round-trip thing for, for Mars? You, like, you think you're just staying on Mars and... I'm not, sure, I'm not sure I would go to Mars without the option to come back at some point. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, say you can come back from Mars. Would you rather live on the moon? Like, moon colony is permanent. No, but how long is the... How, how long is the trip to Mars, though? It's like a little less than a year. Yeah. No, I, I'm not interested in that. It'll take three days. Three days to the moon? Yep. I wonder if it's faster now than it used to be. Like, now that we're not using Saturn rockets or whatever, do you think it would be Yeah, it'd be interesting quicker? to see how, 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 long it could take, how long it could take at this point. Yeah. I'm very interested in space travel. I'm much more interested in space travel than dinosaurs. Sure. Hey, I'm very interested in space travel as well. If you want to make that what this podcast is about like i'm down i'd have to i'd have to brush up but i was there i definitely went through a stretch where i was very very interested in it really mm-hmm. hmm. yep when when was Ast- this stretch astronauts versus dinosaurs i like 
like middle school, like elementary school. Hmm. Where I like read, where I read and watched everything I could get my hands on about it. Apollo 13 age, I would say. Sure. The movie. Yeah. That did spark a lot of, uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of dork. interest, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of dork flames. So are we? So now are we going to have to have like, I don't know, the the space travel solarium with no? Because I'm I'm not I'm not that interested. Like I uh, I don't sit there and re- like I'm I'm not I'm out of practice. You're not like insufferable you... about it, right? I'm yes. a well-rounded I'm a well-rounded person who doesn't shoehorn space exploration into every discussion that I have <laughs> with anybody. You know. Sure. I think about it rationally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I I would I, I'd have to I'd have to get back in practice, but I but it I'm baseline much more interested in it than dinosaurs, All and right. I would absolutely go to the moon rather rather than Mars. Okay. Because okay. because there's stuff like you can there's still a lot to do in terms of colonizing Mars or uh, the the moon versus Mars. Yeah, like, sure. I'd be, I'd be fine. I'd be fine trying to colonize the moon. I, that's, that's, that's really cool to me. It bums me out that we, that that has never come to pass. I know there's lots of reasons why, but yeah, I, fuck Mars, man. Wow. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like for me, I, I could really go either way, honestly. Like, I have no preference between the two because, like, it, you know, if we're talking about, say, the kind of mission in The Martian where you're only, you're only supposed to have been there for two weeks, uh, I could do, I could do with that, you know? That, that sounds fine to me. No, uh, see, I, I would, like, I would, it would, I would be down with spending, like, large amounts of time on the moon, like, large chunks of time. Like, like years I, at would, a time. Potentially. Huh. And then leaving, right? And being home in in three days. Like I like to, like I I would spend six months on the moon tomorrow if if it, if I meant I could just have a pretty painless trip to come back. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I I get that, but like being you know one of the first X number of people on Mars is very rather intriguing than, to me. Rather than you know, 19 or however many people have been on the moon. Yeah. At some point it's old hat. Like, let's put it this way. Going to the moon became such a, like, not big deal that by Mm -hmm. the end of it, by the end of it, these people were like, you want to just like go up there and hit a couple of golf balls around? It's not the way it worked. I'm pretty sure it is exactly how it worked. (laughs) Now, did you, did you watch the last man on the moon? The last man to the last man on the moon is what it's called on Netflix. No, it's about the the last guy who who did the moonwalk in uh Michael Jackson. Yes. It's Chris Brown actually, sadly. Um No, it's it's really good. It's uh it it talks about that sort of exactly what you exactly what you brought up in terms of decreased interest in in the Apollo program and all that stuff. It's uh not bad. By the way, not not terrible. Speaking of landing on the moon, uh, I, I for no particular reason this week I've been reading a lot about like conspiracy theories. I I'm I constantly read about conspiracy theories. Really? Mm-hmm. So, 
what is what is the like one that you think is the most plausible? Like, what's the biggest one that you think is plausible? Oh man, that's a great question. Thank you. This is a question from Ryan in his apartment in Boston. Oh, I thought you, I thought that, I thought you said like a great. Uh... No, the, the, this is this is one I thought of. This is a host question, not a listener question. I would say probably, probably the most plausible. This this is a really tough question. Um, boy, I don't know. What's did, do you have like a slam dunk answer for this? Well, let let me put it this way. So there are two that I'm like that like if definitive evidence came out tomorrow. That it had. Well, I guess there's three. Like definitive evidence came out tomorrow of a conspiracy to do X. Like, I would go. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. JFK assassination. Like, if you know they go, if the there's literally any explanation about if there if there was any proven explanation for the JFK assassination, I I would be like, yeah, all right, absolutely, yeah. So that faking the moon landing originally. I don't doubt that like people could have gone to the moon later. You know what I mean? But, like, when you think about the technology they use to the, to go to the moon, like, I believe the moon landing happened. But, like, if someone said, oh, yeah, this it was faked, I'd be like, that makes a lot of sense, too. You know what I mean? Just because I get the level of the, the technology. The moon landing was not, the moon landing was not faked. No, but I, 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 I agree. Can, I, I can see, I, part of me sees the strains in logic that make the belief such a thing. Like, right. it absolutely, it absolutely was not faked. No, but, but but again, if evidence came out tomorrow, despite that, w- like, would you be shocked that that was the case? Given like yes. what was really because my thing is like, given what was riding on it, Kennedy's like, we'll put a man on the moon by the end of the decade. No, I mean, Russians. yeah, absolutely. Like, given everything that was riding on it, like, if someone goes, oh yeah, here's conclusive, concrete, irrefutable evidence that it was faked, I'd be like. Yeah. All right. No, I, I get like I said, I, I get all the logic behind it, but it would still be super shocking that 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 actually that that was actually faked. Huh. All right. Well, and then the third I almost one... don't even look at the, I don't I don't even look at I mean I as far as concern like there almost isn't call that like a conspiracy theory because there's so many different strains to it. Like yeah, there's really not any. I mean, I know, I guess more, a growing number of people think Oswald acted alone, right? But that's far from being, like, accepted as fact by yeah, the majority and, and of people. and it really, like, if you look at all the stuff surrounding Oswald in particular, like, that's the thing for me that makes the Kennedy assassination, like, so open to this, is, like, Oswald is a puzzling, like, public figure. Oh, very much so. Like... He goes to Russia, and then they just let him come back, and he's leafleting against Castro and for Castro. And when they're interviewing him, and they're like, "Well, you shot the president," he seems legitimately surprised that they're like saying this to him. Yeah. And then you know he gets killed by Jack Ruby, who you know he has his own ties, and like even even beyond all the Oliver Stone, which by the way, JFK is an amazing movie. It is. I, I love JFK. We've talked about this. We've talked yeah. about this, before. but. Like, even beyond all that, 
like there's so much just around Lee Harvey Oswald that, you know, even if you said like it was the Manchurian candidate kind of a situation or whatever, because I think uh, Sirhan Sirhan is another guy where after he killed Bobby Kennedy, like they interviewed him and he was like, I did what now? Hmm. So like if that were a thing, like if this is like MK Ultra, whatever, I'd totally buy that. Yeah. I think vaccines also cause autism. Sure. <laughs> um, Next question. Well, the, the, the one other thing that I was going to say about, like, plausible is, like, Area 51. That's that's the big one. That, that was the first thing that came to mind is, like, I, I would absolutely that, – that's the one where if you told me that, you know – Aliens, aliens landed, and we've been housing UFOs. Yeah, we we've, we've had Oswald. contact with aliens. I'd be like, like yeah, the highest okay. levels of government. Like, like yes. it, it, I think we were. Ta- it was last week we were talking about it, where like someone asked Obama, they tell you like mind blowing shit when you become president, and he was like, oh yeah, they do. Like if you go, like if one of those things was, and here's you know this alien right. from Alpha like, Centauri like, or whatever like, to, to I, talk like, to you about X, Y, and Z. Right, like Eisenhower met aliens, which is something that people think. Like, if you told me that that actually happened, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that that's 100% plausible. Like, again, I would have to see absolute definitive proof, proof because otherwise yes. it just sounds brought, like a crazy if you person. Brought, if you brought, like, real proof, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't. Like, here's it video of Nixon talking about talking to this guy from Venus. I'd be like, eh, yeah. all right, like, yeah. that ought that all checks out. Mathematically, it makes sense that there would be aliens and intelligent life and all that. And yeah, fair enough. I get it, man. So those those are the three big ones for me. But like, there are others. Like you know, even the whole Stevie Wonder is actually not blind. Oh, I mean that's that's the greatest one. Of all. <laughs> that's my favorite. Um, I, and. I, there's a lot. There's a lot there, dude. Yeah, that's what I mean. Or like the Ultimate Warrior, like got replaced in 1990 or oh, whatever. Those, th- those are those are so much more fun than than the than the big the big ones. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, conspiracy theory is always fun. Yeah. Um, then the very last one from Mike Morton: uh, Which celebrity death hit you the hardest? Oh man, that's a tough one. For me, I'm going to say it it happened earlier this year, David Bowie. I was devastated. No. I don't get I don't get devastated when old people die. He wasn't that old. He was in his 50s. He was or maybe he was early 60s. 60s. It was not early 60s. Let me see here. David Oh, he was 69. <laughs> um It sucks that David Bowie died. I I I would have loved to have, you know, gotten a couple more cool albums out of him, and I liked having him around. That's absolutely true, but it's tough for me to get super upset when David um, Bowie meant a lot to me, and the way he died, like he he died of cancer, and that album came out at the same time. Like it, it didn't, it didn't give me time to like process it, and then everybody's like, "Oh, by the way, this this album that he just put out is about him dying of cancer," and it's like, "Shit, dude." But that's that's amazing though. That's oh no, I totally agree. Like that, 
that I think is the most, like seriously, one of the most amazing things to ever happen in pop culture. Like this massive icon. Oh, it's unbelievable. Like was like, uh, I have cancer or I died of cancer. And by the way, my entire album's about it. And then you listen to it and you look at like the music videos and it's like, oh my God, this is David Bowie, like saying goodbye to life. That's fucking yeah, it's incredible. incredible. It's incredible. Uh, but I immediately, and this, this is, I, I, I'm affected when lots of people die. But death, death affects me. I'm, I'm a pretty high empathy person. But I also like. There's part of me that just sort of. <sighs> if Gene Wilder dies, yeah. Do you really need to post about how gutted you are on Facebook about it? Like he was a legend, and he was 83 years old, and he right. had an amazing life. And, and also, he, made, he hadn't done anything in like he, 30 years. Right. So. Yeah. Like, like let's don't. There's this weird sort of like grief tourism that I think happens with people oh, where absolutely. it turns into where it turns in this it turns into a contest so you can get saddest by by people's deaths so, so that that's always unsettling to me. I remember this is this is sort of a weird one but I remember when when um when Sean Taylor got shot he was a safety for the Redskins and I was I in college that, yeah. at the time that like I that I felt that affected me really strongly for for a couple of different reasons but that that made me very very sad and I, sure. I i remember i remember being being really really bummed out about it um heath ledger was also weird because i found out about it when i was at work at the, at the when I, I was in an internship and like had to do sort of like work related stuff with it and that was and i was didn't know what i was doing so i was completely overwhelmed really? overwhelmed uh yeah, that See, was like, that, that... for me. For me it, it, it's one of those things of I have to have like really, really loved their work in the first place. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I, I like it was it was shocking that Heath Ledger died, certainly, or that Sean Taylor died. But like, you know, I I, I wasn't like obsessively following their careers. Like, I have every David Bowie album, and I've listened to them all a million times. You know, so like, no, that's a, that's always tough when you know. That was part of the reason I was really sad when Philip Seymour Hoffman died because yeah, that was that was I, I enjoyed I enjoyed just such a huge huge portion of of his work and to know that like that it ended there was was a very was very sad because you know that you know that's it um yeah I don't know it I, tends I don't know to be music people for me I, honestly I feel like I'm I feel like I'm missing out i feel like i'm forgetting somebody somebody obvious uh Arambe. yeah there you go shout i can't out wait to, I, shout out to barstool like whatever when's that, when's that gonna end um i mean being entertaining it ended a month ago uh Has, yeah why but when when will bros get sick of it i mean probably never it's not just that man it's it's everywhere <laughs> Well, no, but, like, bros are the ones perpetuating it, though. I don't know about that, man. It's it's everywhere. Well, it's a widespread thing. That's too bad. Um, but, yeah, like, for me, it, for me, it's really musicians. Like... Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like when Rivers Cuomo dies or something like that, I'm going to be like, fuck, man. Yeah. Those first three albums are so good. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I think that's part of it is like we're not quite at the age where yet where formative, super duper formative uh, people are dying like that are going down. Yeah. And yeah. Not, that's not that they haven't, but it's it's not it's not a it's not a con it's not a it's not a constant thing. Like like so many people are huge Prince and huge David Bowie fans like like from the start. So this year's been terrible for them because like there's many many people who I'm sure a year ago would say that their number one and two favorite artists of all time were David Bowie and Prince and they and they both died in a matter of weeks. Right, yeah, so, like I can't I so can't while, claim while I love while I Bowie. love both of them I don't claim them as my own because, you know, just because. Bo- so, Bowie the thing the thing that like people always said about uh about Bowie, like in the immediate wake of his death, that like really resonated with me was that what he was like, yeah, we're all weirdos, like, and that's cool, like you don't have to, and that really resonated yeah, with no, me I... in like eighth grade or whatever. So, like, I always, yeah. I always like even when I, you know, I was still like trying to be as cool as possible to all my friends or whatever. Like, I was always secretly like, you know, going to metal shows, but also being like, but I love David Bowie, and I always have. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I didn't mean that from an age standpoint. I'm, I'm just saying, like... Well, no, but I mean, like, there are people who have felt that way about David Bowie for 40 years. Right. So, like, th- those That's, people have right. more ownership of Bowie than, than do I, certainly. Um... Well, I think that's a differentiation point with Bowie, though, is because like I don't know, I don't know that that's true. I I think that that so many people have that stance towards him. I don't know that I do, but I but I I I also I didn't appreciate Bowie in that like everybody's weird, everybody's going to be okay sense necessarily. I, I appreciated him on a little bit more of a superficial level. I I think when I was fifteen or sixteen, sure. But so so I wouldn't I wouldn't claim to care about him in, in that in that particular way but to see seeing what he meant what he meant to other people i think and that's and that's what's interesting to me about about celebrities dying and and when when something like that happens is it is cool to see how uh what other people take from from uh, careers like that and the effect that they have on other people but again if if an elderly man who hasn't done work in 25 years dies after a long fulfilling life like it's not quite the same as you know yeah someone getting cut down in their prime either it's sure. not it's, it's it's not a tragedy it's just it's just life who do you think is the celebrity that w- would hit you the hardest like if they died tomorrow like who would you just be like oh. I, you know what seriously i was thinking yesterday about this about that exact thing and this isn't i don't think this is totally true but whenever the cohen brothers like if like if they if they died in a car crash tomorrow i would be very i'd be super super upset as someone who loves most of their work and looks forward to their to what they do you know looks forward to, to their movies yeah whenever it that that's the sort of thing that makes me really sad and i know i just said this about about philip seymour hoffman is when you're like okay this is it like i'm not getting any more yeah like i, I like i loved a most of, a most wanted man that last like spy thriller he did it yeah. was awesome and he was so good in it right and then i walked out of there going like well i guess i that's have it. the hunger games to Shit, look forward to yeah. yeah what are you gonna do yeah go watch magnolia again i guess i i, I don't know um 
but it's it's tough to say though because you always assume that people are going to live long and you sure. know like when bill murray dies it's going to stink but odds are by that point like he's going to be far out of you know right what made me like bill murray yeah i don't know it's weird because again like for me it's got so much to do with music uh, more so than it, like even movies and things like that. Like even I love movies. I love so many directors, actors, whatever. But for me, it's more. I guess like, I just think about death relative to them more than I do about musicians. Like, I, like sure. No. I'm trying to think of like older. Oh, when George Harrison died, I that I yeah that that, that was horrendous. I I was like sixteen or or so. Yeah. And I, I was that that was. That was awful, because the last album he made was actually pretty good, and I lit like in the moment it it was pretty good, even though he was sick and all that. Yeah, I. I but 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 also having a, an historical sense and you know, whatever like loving all things must pass. Right. I, I still think it's it's got to be in the tip top echelon of solo Beatles stuff. Oh yeah, I mean it's that it's. Maybe you want to say Plastic Ono Band, and then I don't even know Possibly. what else you'd even. Bring yeah, up. I, I'm not really sure what else would 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 be would be in the, in the discussion there because McCartney solo stuff is so uneven. Let's say. Yeah, hit or miss. Paul yeah, McCartney. Um. So yeah, I guess I guess we'll leave it on the on that really yeah. up note. Will Smith. No, I don't know. I'll be a bit bummed when Will Smith dies. Absolutely. Me too, man. Me too. Chris Farley, I was very sad when Chris Farley died because I was 10 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, here, here, you know what? This might be it. Phil Hartman. Ugh. Phil Hartman dying, I was, you know... Oh, man, I, I actually remember crying about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely did. Um, what, let's see, when did he die? How old was I? I was like... Oh. 15 11 or 12 maybe yeah, yeah I, I was 15 i remember it was like i had soccer practice like the the morning i found out and like everybody there was inconsolable yeah it was terrible i i i get i end up down phil hartman youtube wormholes like on the regular too oh yeah it's it's really easy with, with with him in particular for oh, some reason. Yeah, I mean, because everything he did, he was a ama- news radio. He's incredible. The news sit- radio is one of the best sitcoms, certainly of the nineteen nineties, and probably should be top ten all time. I, I'll say this: I don't I don't know that I'd go that far, but in terms of like m- like mega memorable, like amazing characters, uh, Jimmy James and Bill McNeil absolutely near that near the top of that list honestly if, if i were stuck if i were stuck on an island somewhere i and i got to bring a certain amount of tv shows news radio would be single digits it, oh it's, yeah, like it's it, it really would be good. it would be way towards the top yeah and and i mean just again the fact that he was on both that and the simpsons and like was amazing on snl yeah he did so much shit that i loved yeah like the, the he's one of the all time great like taken from us too soon or whatever he was only fifty very much so because because him too like you could totally imagine him he he could have worked for 
40 more years in just that exact same kind of capacity and yeah just like the weirdo egotist like yeah. that kind of because i mean that's really all he ever played um y- yeah so like man Bill, the, the, now now i'm depressed jesus now Christ. well now see what Goodness. i went the opposite direction now i'm just thinking of all my favorite like Phil Hartman moments. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go fall down a fall down one of those Hartman YouTube wormholes at this point. The the episode where they have to redo the read for him uh, of the episode of News Radio where they have to redo the read because uh, WNYS or whatever um, got the rights to the Yankees. Yes, <laughs> and he has to do like the Boys of Summer, the crack of the bat. <laughs> oh, I I remember like crying laughing by how frustrated he gets and by Bill, how Bill like, McNeil. Oh my god and by how mad Dave Foley gets because he can't get the read right. Everyone loves a cane, Dave. <laughs> As the saying goes, everyone loves a cane. The episode where he get where uh Jimmy James gets out of like a court case by saying duplicane because he's in the Masons. <laughs> <laughs> the episode where Matthew becomes Smathew. Oh my god. Oh. Let me go watch News Radio. Yeah, I think that's on the docket for tonight. <laughs> oh, what All a right, show. Buddy. Okay, that that'll do it. We our 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 uh recommendation to you this week is that you spend some time with the uh Troy McClure episodes of The Simpsons. Yes. Lionel Hutz and everything he did on the radio. The man was a genius. R.I.P. Phil Hartman. (laughs) Yeah. R.I.P. Phil Hartman. It's been a tough... He's been dead for... It's been been a long 18 years without you, my friend. (sighs) What an episode. Just thinking about Phil Hartman. All right. Have a good week, everybody. That's it for us. Write in with your Phil Hartman takes. Goodbye.